0: It's a Sunday and we're live. The bar is open on a Sunday. It's not normally open on a Sunday, but when special things happen and you can get special people involved, you know, you got to open it. You know, somebody's passing through, you know, everybody needs to whistle at some point and need to belly up to the bar, get down for an opportunity to have a chat. So we had that opportunity probably now. God, it feels like, well, I guess this one wasn't too long ago. Normally it takes a little while for me to get some folks on because we're, we're booked out. But I got a message from uh, a gentleman said, hey, I need you to check this band out. I need you to hear them. You know, you got to check this out and tell me what you think. And if you like it, let's bring them on. And I said, well, let me take a listen here. Uh, I like guitar rock. I'm a guitar guy. I I, I can't I can't luckily play the radio most days. So I'm not a musician in any way, shape or form. Um, I can run my mouth. I'm good at that. So. We had this opportunity to have the ma- one at least one member of the band Sound and Shape, and that's if you look them up on any other social media, it's the word end inside of there. So it's at Sound and Shape. You'll find them Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I made that
1: part. We actually pay you to subscribe to our OnlyFans. Look at that, Ryan. Ryan, yeah. we'll, we'll get Ryan
0: right. We have the lead singer, you, you know, because at first they were saying, hey, you're going to get somebody that hangs out with the band. And I was like, is that the drummer?
1: <laughs>
0: and, oh, say I could have got that one. <laughs> but no, we have the lead singer of Sound and Shape with us tonight. Ryan, thank you for bellowing up to the bar with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. We all need a little bit of applause. You know, if even if it's canned applause, but new album we don't have a drop date on the album yet.
1: That we do, I just can't say.
0: (laughs) Okay, there's a lot of undercover brother action going on here. Ryan has been letting me know. This is probably for me the single most like in like professional. This is going down. You need to pay attention to what's going on situation with any band or any person really, like group wise that I've dealt with. Where it's like hey um make sure that you don't share this before the opportunity (laughs) arrives make sure that uh we're not putting that out because normally most people that i deal with are like thank you for talking to me i so appreciate it um if you'd like i'll even give you my mom's phone number she'll tell you i'm (laughs) a good person uh but you guys are are like legit ready ready to make this happen so, brother, Hope thank so. you for bellowing up to the to the bar with us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's great. So we 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 have an opportunity. I can play, I do have 16 seconds of the new song.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I am allowed to play that, right? Like yes. I, I'm gonna make sure that the, nobody's gonna come kick down my, my door here in a moment. So we're good there, right? Yes, yes, very good. Plus uh, our, our manager Alex, he's a tiny guy anyway. So hey low hey little fella. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Look like dynam- yeah. dynamite dynamite small packages oh yeah so all right we're, well let's go ahead and this is now is this the opening to the song like because i'm mm-hmm. curious where the like i kind of hear and can i say the name of the new i said the name of the new album many times disaster Madison. i've said it like mm-hmm. I, put, <laughs> I put that on all my social media that's okay yeah, right? yeah that's fine you're the first sure.
1: person to put that out there
0: am i mm-hmm. like, that's right bitches we are exclusive We are exclusive. (laughs) Well, that's why it was presented to me. It's like the album is called Disaster Medicine. So Mm -hmm. Disaster Medicine is the album. Yep. The song, can I I can say the song, right? Yeah. 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 Look, I'm like, like, I've never had like, I want to make sure that I'm not getting cease and desist orders like my poor little podcast. (laughs) Like all four of my listeners are going to be run off. Like, no, 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 no. no. Can't listen to Murph no more. Um, But we also have, uh, the song is called Sugar the Pill i'm curious can we at least say what the theme here is after this after this is over and and get into a little bit of that okay yeah i'm happy to talk about it so now is this the opening is this the middle of the song where are we at with this so i know uh this is the first first part all right so here we go with the exclusive on the (laughs) above the bar podcast uh sound and shape sugar the pill So now that's, that's all you brother. Where, where where are you at in this? Like, did I, fr- are you frozen? Freezing a bit. I'm freezing. You're freezing. Are we all frozen? Did we, we did one song and mm-hmm. see, I knew I'm the roses were going to come get us. You're frozen or am I frozen? Oh, am I back? Yeah,
1: you're
0: back. <laughs> okay. So you're frozen on my end at this point. Yeah, But as okay. long as you keep talking, who cares? Here, let me try to see if this works. I'm going to pull you back and then stick you back up Let's see if that worked. You still there, Ryan? Oh, well. So I can't see you right now. It's froze out. Hopefully I'm but not I'm making, making
1: some goofy face.
0: It's okay. It's something like your your finger was up by your nose. It's fine. You're up. Look, you're unfrozen. As soon as I said that, it unfroze you. <laughs> so disaster medicine, sugar frozen, the man. pill. We're, we're just going to go back and forth with frozen and unfrozen, frozen <laughs> and unfrozen. So, so disaster medicine, sugar the pill. Um, mm-hmm. what's the, I, I'm hearing a theme, but is, is this, where, where does this, this whole album come from? Cause it, we were talking about this before. This is your fourth like no shit studio album.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, where, um, where is the, the, the theme
1: behind this one coming from for you? So, it's kind of, um, I mean, like our first couple records were straight up concept records. Um, this one definitely wouldn't call it anything like a concept record, but it's definitely got um, a bunch of themes running throughout all the songs. Like um, time is a big one. Like how we use it, how we interact with time itself. Like what is time, you know, how it affects us and how it drives us, how it moves us. Um, you know, it's, it's, there are songs on it that could be partly political. There's songs on it that are, um, a lot of it is about relationships, but not, not like romantic relationships, just sort of. We're
0: not going full Adele here where. No. <laughs>
1: like, like no. oh, my heart's broken. No, not that, no. Not that far. No, it's more just, you know, a person, you know, the, I guess the, the protagonist of all the songs like how you know their relationship with the world at large whether it's their friends their family um you know their job their you know how they see the world all that kind of stuff so nice um, yeah it's it's definitely the most i mean i know the word mature and rock and roll don't go together very well but like <laughs> it's it's
0: the most but it can i mean your yeah. music's going to change and mature yeah exactly like I mean, so with this being your fourth album, how long have, have it's you, Pat, and Ben, right? Mm-hmm. So now, how long are are you all three, the original members, always been the mm-hmm. three
1: of you? Like, no, I'm I'm the only original member at this point. Um, ben and I have been playing together for about shoot, almost I guess four years, almost five now. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess like a little over four, and then Pat Pat joined just a few months after him. Okay. Um and yeah, I mean not to like you know, I, I am still friends with most of the guys that have been in and out of the band, but I you know, I kinda wish this this lineup just like it feels correct. You know, not that get it? not that any of the other ones didn't feel good at the time, but it's like, you know, the first time Ben and I rehearsed together, it was just kind of like oh, oh like there there was a real sort of like more yeah. than just like a musical connection, but like a power there, you know, like when it's more, like when the sum is more, you know, than the parts. For it really made sense right away. You, guys knew, you yeah. guys
0: knew what each other was playing, how each other was playing, mm-hmm. and you just picked up on each other's rhythm right away.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See and then Pat, Pat joined just, yeah, it's, it was great. And then Pat joined and it was just kind of like, all right, it feels good. And then it's, it's been... Like there's been more growth in the band between then and now than the previous like ten years, so
0: see that. See, I am digging that. I love the fact that uh, for you guys, it's you've got that vibe and that feel right away. So now with with your with your music, and and I'm kind of curious. As soon as you said this is the most mature, so I'm gonna make this left here for for a minute. <laughs> so when you first so how old is the idea of sound and shape? Um
1: so it, it's kinda hard. Well, it's not kinda hard, it's just long to explain. Um I played in another band around town called Oliver's Army for a long time. And where's town at? Uh Nashville. Uh oh, look at you, fancy pants. In <laughs> in Music yeah. City. Yep, yep. And uh we were doing, you know, okay in in the scene it was the early early 2000s scene and uh we went through a couple drummers and the last incarnation of that band we got into a lot of more like like king crimson like more out there kind of stuff right and nobody got it at all like the stuff that we were doing like our fan base went we could pack out a 200 cap club on like a tuesday to like 30 people on a Friday because half of our set was whale noises, you know? (laughs) Um, And so like our bass player at the time decided he was going to go to college. So me and the drummer really liked playing together and we're like, all right, let's, you know, let's kind of take this idea and, and, and see what we can do with it. And so we've got a couple other players and we kept on as that band for, I think about six months. And then, we were like, you know, we should we should just change the name because the nature of the music is so different. Um, and then, so Sound and Shape, we did our first record before we ever actually like played shows as Sound and Shape. Okay. Um, and we had booked our first tour for like two months later, so it was cra- It was something crazy like that. And we, so we did our first record. We actually did it in New Jersey. Um in eight days and we had no place to stay. Uh, We we were, we stayed with a friend in Brooklyn for a few days, but trying to get from Brooklyn to Paramus at 10 in the morning is like, yeah, no, you you have to leave at like four in the morning to try to, to try to get there. Uh, We stayed in the van outside of the studio a couple of nights and yet some, you know, we were still late somehow. Um, (laughs) And then we just like toured and toured and toured like crazy. I mean, like, and we had we had no infrastructure at that point. We had no management, we had no label, we had no booking agent, we had nothing. So how um, are you
0: getting any gigs or anything at that point? Like how does that work? Is it just hey, we're pulling into we're going into Baltimore. We're going into you know wherever call call every club that we can find on our basically iPhone one and yeah. See what happens.
1: Uh, Well, this is even, we, we didn't even have cell phones (laughs) at that point. I remember we would have to go to libraries and like check our email. You go to the library and check your MySpace. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And uh, it was all my drive. Right. Who was was in your five? Who was in your five? Who was in your five? Oh, uh, definitely. Whatever band members he had at the time. (laughs) Um, And probably whatever girl I was trying to, (laughs) trying to hang out with. That's how
0: you tell how old you are is when somebody says, who was in your five, man. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when people would say like, "Bro, I thought I was in your five. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I took, I had to take you out. This chick I was trying to meet. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's basically what it was. But we, uh, so my drummer and I booked everything, and we just kept going and kept going, and it was, I mean, looking back on it, like there were definitely pros and cons. Like it it's it taught me like I can take anything on the road now. Like anything that you can possibly think what happened happened happen to us during those years um so i can you know i'm pretty easy going on the road now and it's also made me appreciate like um how good we have it now i mean we're not you know we're not a big band by any stretch of the imagination but the last i guess three years because 2020 doesn't really count um we've we've been opening up for bigger bands so we're playing nicer places it's you know bigger crowds and you know, we have dressing rooms and there's catering, and it's just like it's really catering and dressing rooms, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nothing like super special, but it's. But it's I get it. A, no, I get it. To a yeah, to a to a guy who, who spent you know, two hundred eighty days out of the year for a couple of years, like eating you know, bread on bread and and sleeping in the back of a hot van, like it's just like I they have I sandwiches. Always, yeah, I always I always try to like really like take it in and, and enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is. Um, nah, I'm, I'm and sure. it, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we just toured, toured like crazy and uh, kind of members came and went and seemed to be a lot of bass players. <laughs> um, like, so
0: I told you, I can't play any instrument, but mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's like a level to like, I can't play here, sit here and do this. that there's certain like obviously lead guitar rhythm guitar there's a skill set inside that there's finger motions Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: unless you you know drums you have to be able to keep some sort of semblance of each hand doing its own thing for the most part Mm -hmm. but unless you tell me your name is Les Claypool (laughs) I don't know about a bass player like no
1: it's um it's one of the dark arts of being a musician, man. Like bass players are, like a good bass player. It's it's like a deceptively complicated kind of thing because, you know, good bass players like. It's almost about knowing when not to play as a bass player, because like jazz, is like not about the notes you play; it's about the ones you don't. <laughs> kind of, but like if you if you listen to like. Like one of my favorite bass players of all time is Gary Tallent in uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Um, because he's so he's so percussive. It's about the space in between the notes more so than playing a bunch of notes. Like him and the kick drummer just locked in all the time, and you know, and but then again, like one of my favorite bass players is also Geddy Lee, who is all over the place, you know. Right. So it's, I mean, Rush is a completely different band than anybody well, but. well but it, you know rush
0: takes what 15 years in between each album because <laughs> they everything must be at the level of perfection yeah that it's just unbelievable mm-hmm. like that, they're a whole nother animal i, yeah. I watched a, a whole documentary about them and i was like this is insanity mm-hmm. you know whether like that note's not right and i'm sitting there going i, I don't <laughs> i know i'm not a musician but I can tell the difference between this and that. And I don't hear shit different. And they're like, yeah, like, like, do you ever find yourself like with making this album compared to your earlier stuff where you said, Hey, eight days, we banged out a whole album in New Mm -hmm. Jersey, you know, running back and forth between anywhere you could lay your head compared Mm -hmm. to here. We are four albums. Deep sounds like probably at least 15 years in between those two albums, Mm -hmm. you know, Where has that in your process, how has that changed for you? Because obviously people have changed. You're the only consistency in it. You, I mean, let's call it what it is, Ryan, you are sound and shape at the, at the heart of that because you've been doing it. But how has that changed for you in, in the process of making an album? Like if somebody said to you today, Hey, we got eight days with this studio in Hudson, New York, or in Nashville, in in some historic location would you do it
1: yeah yeah especially with these guys i mean um and i mean what you're saying about me being sound in shape like i guess like i mean yeah i write the songs and stuff but to me like they wouldn't they wouldn't be what they are without ben and pat um i'm not taking nothing from them
0: but i'm just saying like you've been there since the inception that's what i'm saying let me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure you're there since the inception
1: yep yep and This record was a little, it was actually a lot different because normally, um, you know, we all have, or I've had a day job, you know, this whole time. And like, I tend, the way my brain works is when I'm doing like, you know, mundane tasks or driving or something, that's when all the ideas will pop in. Um, And before I would just sort of have to collect them. And whenever I could sit down, figure it out on guitar go this doesn't work with this this works with this you know write down a couple of of lyrics as sort of placeholders and then kind of go back and refine as i had time um and then you know i have a i have a son i have an eight-year-old son who takes up a lot of time okay. oh,
0: <laughs> um, i have many parasites also at my home <laughs> um parasites of the wallet and there's our mm-hmm. buddy media by dibs and, and i i dibs i thank you for my i went right into everything without see i was so interested in this in the music piece because i find it's so interesting i didn't even do any of our housekeeping oh, I, skipped shoot, right right. Over, I skipped right over look we went right dibs i'm so glad you jumped in uh did you get to see all the pictures that we that were up for you guys this week on uh any of the social media yes yes that's all dibs media by oh, dibs cool. um he does all of our media and i tell everybody you know he he puts together a great deal he sponsors us and everything if you're looking to upgrade your media and look dibs we're halfway through the show this is actually the sweet spot even though i jumped into everything and it's completely on me but if you're looking to upgrade your media make sure that you look up media by dibs and if you mention belly up to the bar he's going to give you 10% off your first uh your first session and a free consultation and if you mention Anything to Ryan belly up to the bar? He's going to just look at you and go, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about." Please step away from me.
1: No, no, no. I've,
0: had, I've had people say worse. <laughs> so now you kind of hinted at this. Now, what is the? Can I ask what the date? Are you? Let me ask this because we talk about the. Are we okay with saying what the day job was?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I've had uh actually I haven't had that many. <laughs> Um, for the last 10 years, almost, I worked, uh, at a restaurant. I was the, the kitchen manager. We had two different locations. So I was the kitchen manager over both of them. Um, and it was cool. Like they were cool with me touring and stuff. And, um, I started that job right before, uh, like a month or two before my son was born. Um, so touring obviously slowed down a bit, <laughs> um,
0: when, oh, you're touring when now, right?
1: Or you guys to uh, getting ready to tour, right? Next year should be a lot bigger. Um, this year, we had a bunch of dates in October that got moved. We were going out with King's X again. Nice. Um, and that those got moved uh, to next year. But we're figuring all that out right now, just like everybody else.
0: Is so. there any... So, I know there's a lot of different... Like, I can remember... God, who the hell did we go see? I remember going to see somebody like the, I was a kid and I'll tell you how -hmm. how long ago this was. I was like a kid, like 10, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And we saw the beach boys at (laughs) Merriweather post pavilion in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the beach boys and the opening act. Everybody's like, this guy's weird. I don't even understand his music. He kind of sucks. It was Chris Isaac. Oh, wow. Which yeah. turned out to be a, a big giant artist, yeah. You know, a couple of years later. Um, is there any, but their music didn't match. Do yeah. you ever feel like have you run into that? So those are those are the things I always find interesting with bands when it's like, like, if you like, I love the counting crows, I've seen crows mm-hmm. multiple times, and their opening acts seem to match with them, yeah. You know, in, in a similar style. Uh, like I saw, uh, what's her name, Sarah Barillas i think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw her with him have yeah. you ever been matched or felt like why on god's green earth am i opening for a ska punk band that you know in the middle of their show they get into a straight guar style thing <laughs> but they actually open up the jugular vein of a sheep like right. have you ever been like why am i here why are we opening for this crowd
1: oh yeah yeah definitely we uh actually at a show in, in maryland once um in cumberland maryland oh out in the boonies yeah uh we pl- i remember the sheep are scared yeah this was uh this is long long before we had an agent and i remember showing up to the show and it was all like gutter punk bands and us and i remember saying to my drummer i was like we're gonna get stabbed in the parking lot before we leave here like just let's just play and like you know uh and the crowd loved us Like they went ape over us. It was great. And we like, I don't know if you listen to any of the, the back catalog or anything, but like aside from being a rock band, it's kind of hard to pin us down. You know, like we're not a metal band. We're not a punk band. We're not a prog band. Um, So we tended to get put on a lot of pretty diverse bills through the years, which can sometimes be good and sometimes be bad, you know, like, Uh, on paper we probably wouldn't really fit with fishbone but that was a great show i love fishbone yeah they're great great they're amazing um so you know it's nice it's nice to be on diverse bills but we've definitely played like metal shows where people are just like this is the worst thing i've ever seen because you know we're melodic and there's pretty parts and stuff and some people just want to slam into each other and it's you know that's cool there's a place for that as well but Um, so we're a little more, uh, like selective about stuff we play with now. Just, just cause, you know,
0: and you can be now. It sounds like, like you have that more as an option that in those early days. And I get that, like even doing what I do today, you know, um, I've been podcasting for about a year and a half coming up on, and I think I'm even more selective now. Hey, Mm -hmm. I know. I don't know if this person is the right guest for me or yeah. You know, stuff like that but but I I love so I'm going to get no, even more nosy. So how sure. old are you, Ryan? Me? Yeah. Uh, no, uh another,
1: other Ryan. <laughs> I am I'm 39. <laughs> um I'm 39 for another 2 months. And I hit the big 40. Big 40. Mhm.
0: It's not that bad. It's not. Yeah.
1: Bad. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't feel 40, whatever that means, you know? I... Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're playing rock music and getting ready to release your fourth album mm-hmm. with an eight year old going out, you know, possibility going out on tour. Mm-hmm. Like soon here. Like, why would you ever like, that's amazing. It keeps you young the entire time yeah. and creating, creating new music mm-hmm. at the same time you've seen a rotary dial phone you know you know you're (laughs) right on the cusp in in like 81 like you're probably Mm -hmm. like you remember the the big mac the big macbook that was like the single green back computer thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you 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 remember those so and i asked that because like were you always a musician were you a late comer to the music world as far as like you know you're 25 and trying to or I should say 18 in college and like, man, I'm not picking up chicks anywhere here. Let me go get this guitar and learn every song, every like, just strum away. What's the one Um, hotel, California.
1: I'm just going to learn Hotel California and play (laughs) just that. No, I was, uh, my mom always says that I was born with a guitar in my hand. Um, I, my dad is, uh, an incredible singer. He grew up, Singing gospel music. Uh, It's my family background is really strange, Um, but he grew up singing and then joined rock bands in the seventies. And he was he when I was born, we moved back to New York um, when I was a couple months old. Um, Long Island. Okay. Um, He lived up uh, in Cortland for a while too. Nice. I know Cortland. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But he uh, he did. You know, he was doing records and stuff with different bands and so I was just around it all. Like one of the um my favorite stories to tell, I might as well tell it here was I was in upstate New York in uh in Cortland, or maybe it was maybe his studios in Ithaca. I can't remember. It's in one of the two. Um, they're, they're close enough to each other. Yeah. My dad was working on a record and in the studio next to the one they were working in is this band called Stormtroopers of Death, which is a couple of the guy or which is uh Scotty in from Anthrax and a couple yes, other guys. Yes, I was about to say. Yeah. Um and my dad had to leave STD the, st- the original. Yeah. My dad had to leave um the studio for whatever reason I'm not I'm not going to ask. I was like I was there with him while they were working. I was like 3 or 4. And so he asked the Stormtroopers of Death to watch me for like 20 minutes while he ran out. Um so I just I was just kind of always around music and I always I I started out wanting to be a drummer when I was like you know, I asked my parents for a little uh, drum set And they bought it for me And then I got a little piano And then I think I was, I was like five or six And I got my first guitar It was a, uh, a Toys R Us guitar That had a little speaker built into it for an amp um, And I got that when I was five or six And then my first grade teacher um, Played the Beatles album Help one day in class Like he used to put rec- records on while we were reading um and i like my head just shot up and i was just like what is this and i went over to the record player like you know not even paying attention to what i was supposed to be doing and like grabbed the cover to the record and was like i need to know everything about this now really Um, yeah and so i went home and i was like mom i need you to go out and buy me some beatles albums you know just whatever and uh to her credit she called my aunt and had my aunt go out and buy me um some Beatles tapes and from then on it was just music, music, music. And it it it's pretty much been that way. You know, I um my son is, has inherited my um habit of getting really obsessed with whatever I'm into. Um so like anytime I find a band that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get into this band, it's like I read everything I can, I listen to the catalog like, you know, multiple times and um and I've I mean I've literally been like that since I was six. So <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah, I was just kind of, I've always been around it and always done it. It's like, you know, songwriting is basically like a compulsion now, you know, it just kind of happens. See, that's wild to me. So,
0: um, I well, you heard our opening music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one of my longest and closest friends, Jim and Marisa, I've known. Well, they were dating when I was 14 and they were a couple years older than me. And oh, we wow. just happened to be in, uh, it was a very mixed bag crowd that we were into and they were, they were older than I was, but their son Jay wrote that, that music for me. Oh, cool. I was like, Jay, I need an opener for my, so- my show. And he's like, okay. And he wrote it. And like I said to you, I don't, so I, I sang in high school, <laughs> so, you know, with this you, you hear this silky sound of this voice um <laughs> and a pure you know and i've lost much of my baltimore accent but it's still there so if can you can imagine <laughs> if you imagine this voice singing uh doggone um what we're just talking about this phantom of the opera you uh, know, <laughs> hearing this voice singing that that's that's a whole nother level mm-hmm. but i reached out and i was like jay i need i need theme music and I'm just the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm curious if you're this way also, because he was Jay is a savant with music, like the kind of person where you can say to him, like, and he's done it. People will, will bring up instruments and be like here, I play this. And Jay will go, I've never played it. And you hand it to him and he listens to you and then give him a couple of about 10 minutes. And he can now play the thing. Mm -hmm. He's one of those kind of people. But when it came to this, opener i was he played it and it was like and i was like jay at the end i need it to be like this and he goes okay and he goes here you go here you go sean and it was just like i'm like god son i i just went no but i wanted to be like like i said something i don't fucking remember what it was and he was like boom is that how music is for you or is it the other side of it where you're like i love it this is my passion but if i stopped for five minutes I'm gonna I'm losing it.
1: No, no, no. It's always there. So it's um, everything. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm I'm not that I can get a tune out of any instrument you hand me. I won't be proficient at it, but I can make something happen, you know, like um are we at Prince level or or, or where, where are we <laughs> No where no, we no. Prin- Prince is one of my all time idols, but I'm nowhere near uh near there. I actually have a Prince tattoo, but what um is it Prince or is it the symbol? it's uh the artwork from the when Doves cry single and it's have you seen the movie Purple rain absolutely you know the it's the eyes and the face on the it's um painted on his bedroom wall in purple rain I, I will have to go back and, and look that one up because <laughs> I'm
0: not I'm not fully sure but it's uh, just the
1: two eyes and then the mouth and like so I, will, now, so.
0: I don't know I don't know if I've ever admitted to this one here one of the few songs that i can sing from start to finish and i will not do it on here maybe <laughs> maybe if i do a patreon and people pay enough i'll do it one day mm-hmm. um i can sing darlin' nicky from oh, nice. start to finish almost verbatim and it's been a little while since i've done it even the uh the the backwards part at the end which i still to this day have never
1: looked up to see what he actually says oh nice yeah yeah he he's one of those i mean it's just i actually just went through a a huge prince period where he was one of my first like pre-beatles like i i used to literally have i had i wish i still had it because it would be worth a zillion dollars but i had all of the purple rain singles on 45 yeah on in a little uh care bears carrying case that i used to carry around I'm being Um,
0: harassed at this moment, Ryan. I apologize. My cat is like at my feet and he's like (laughs) scratching my leg. Like, you're going to pick me up? And then every time I go to pick him up, he's like, nah, asshole, not today. (laughs) No, that's fine. I'm a cat guy. So every time I look away, I'm not like ignoring you. Like, fuck him. I'm not listening.
1: Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Um, But yeah, I just went through another big uh, Prince period. And like, it's just, it's astonishing. Like it's on one hand. It's. Yeah. On one hand, it's like extremely inspiring, you know, because it's like if you even attempt it, like if 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 Prince is the point on your horizon that you want to get to, you're never going to fucking get there. But the fact that you're even going to (laughs) try is probably going to lead you down some cool roads.
0: Right. You'll get somewhere if you can at least get to that point. Yeah. My wife just came down to to save us from the cat. If you if you're watching <laughs> live and you saw her head just kind of like zip by, oh look, yep. there she is again. See, oh, yeah. see, this? look, she can't hear you at this point, Ryan. But yeah. yeah, this is this is Luna, and he's like, he he's very into. I have two asshole black cats that are just like <laughs> every so often he was like just stretching out like, Dad, let me get this nail into your leg. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to talk to somebody, but let's see what I can do for you but yeah it's like so prince is probably where you talked about albums that made a difference mm-hmm. i was just thinking about that but i had like weird ones like scorpion mm-hmm. made a difference um obviously i said uh counting crows um definitely was an impactful but do you feel like as a musician what is that so i know and this makes sense as in my normal life i do staffing so when i hear other people talk. Anything that's of a, I hate to say sales because I don't really do sales. That's not what I do. I don't sell anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I hear people communicating professionally, I nitpick it. Right. I don't mean to, but that's something I have a passion for. And as podcaster, I'm, you know, and I've been doing this for a while and I have a real close friend that does it. Um, you know, he, we call him the pod father. He's been doing it for 12 years. I know he does mm-hmm. it to me and I listen to him when he talks about that. As a musician, when you're hearing can can you listen to other albums and not feel like oh well, you fucking missed that note. I can hear it right here. <laughs> oh there it is. Who's your who the hell is is, is editing your shit out? That's horrible. Out <laughs>
1: like do you do you ever find yourself doing that? That's a great question, actually. Um I for a long time it was really difficult for me to do that. Um, and it kind of made me like, I don't want to say not like music, but like, you can't, you can't intellectualize something that's emotion based and enjoy it for long, you know? Oh, wow. Um, so I sort of compartmentalized it and like, I know, I know now where like, if I want to put something on, like, it's almost like homework. Like if we're about to do a record or, you know, whatever, and you know i have there's probably 10 records that i'll listen to in a cycle that you know sonically live in my head all the time to where there are certain aspects that like i don't ever want to rip anybody off um but like you know your inspirations are going to be your springboards they're not going to be your blueprint um uh, but then you know so in those instances yes i will listen for production i'll listen for drum sounds or hi-hat sounds or, you know, how the guitars are doing this or that. Um, but I've really, probably in the last five years, like um, really been able to like, okay, I'm going to put this on and I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm going to listen to it. And if something jumps out at me, like, um like about th- three or four years ago now, um, I got really into Peter Gabriel. And uh, so is... I got to give you this. Hold album. on. You get this. <laughs>
0: I love Peter Gabriel.
1: Me too. Yeah. And In your <laughs> lady- um,
0: that's a an- God, that's another one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know how mind blowing it was to me when somebody said, You know, Peter Gabriel used to be lead singer of Genesis? I was like, Get the- what? <laughs> like, that to me was like this mind boggling thing that. It wasn't Phil Collins. Newsflash, folks, if you didn't know that, it wasn't always Phil Collins. It was Peter Gabriel.
1: Yeah, those records
0: are killer, man. uh, And that goes back to, and I don't mean to cut you off. I have to to ask you this question. So, um, what the hell is the name of the song? Um, Up on... uh, Salisbury Hill? Up on Salisbury Hill. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that's
1: about? Yeah, it's about him leaving Genesis.
0: Yes! Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When I... It was like a Casey Kasem type thing I was listening to, and they were like, yeah like that has nothing to do with him finding god and (laughs) having like this religious moment a a Mm -hmm. spiritual moment it was just like hey should i leave the band genesis and go out and do this on my own or am i making a bad decision and when you know that Mm -hmm. and then go back and listen to that song you're like son of a bitch!" yeah yeah this just lost like like it went from something that like pastor pastor i'm back in church now because i listened to peter gabriel you know <laughs> up on salisbury hill and it really felt like you know this really opened up my heart god's talking to me and then you're like nah, he just couldn't decide if he wanted to leave the band genesis or not And you're like you fucking asshole <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Asshole.
1: he's just like, such a genius though like, he really is yeah and i he the way i got into him is i have a, I have a really good friend who um is all he's in the music business and he's always telling me bands to listen to and stuff. And we were talking about early Genesis one day and like, I knew the record's okay, but I hadn't really gotten super into them. So I put them on and I was like, yeah, this is cool. My, my main, I mean, this is, we could go off on a nerdy, nerdy tangent. here. Uh, Nerd away. uh, My, my main
0: problem, a lot of money on comic books, nerd away on music. I'm (laughs) I'm listening. And I had a friend that I grew up with that was a Berkeley graduate in music. And I pick the reason I always pick on bass players because he was a bass player. Nice. And had me backstage at James Brown concerts and had me um like helping him out with music. And I still have right there the band tattoo. Oh, nice. Which was a coca And the band was Tom Wright and the Rainmaker. Tom is not my uncle, but Tom was the lead singer but it was Tom Wright in the Rainmakers. Nice. So I nerd away. I told you I can't play music.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But I no, love
1: I, I love everything about it. Um I was just going to say my main problem with Genesis is their keyboard player like he just plays over everything. So I was listening to those records and I was like wait a sec. Peter Gabriel has all these solo records. Let me check those out. And so I went in order and I was just like each one was just like oh my god and then like the next one was like holy crap and then the one right before so um his first four solo records are all called peter gabriel but um peter gabriel four yeah they're all the same um same title uh but that one is just mind-blowing and then when i got to so it was like like so i have a number of favorite records um that I call my favorite album of all time, even though like there's like <laughs> 10 of them. Um, and they're all non-Beatles category because the Beatles are kind of always on the top for me. But uh, So is one of them. And it's because like it's the point, I think, in his career where um, the ambition met the execution. You know? Oh, wow. Um, and that's where I, like, all of my favorite records, I feel, are like that. Like I mean, huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. And my other favorite record of all time is melancholy and the infinite sadness and that is definitely the ambition the execution um the wall
0: to write some (laughs) of so you've had ambition meets the execution which i really want to write down i could train off of that like i could train people to do (laughs) what i do using that phrase ambition meets execution Mm -hmm. that is a phenomenal phrase (laughs) and the other one was intellect over emotion don't don't use intellect what would you say earlier you said earlier it was oh. something like um judging judging the music uh by intellect over emotion or something like that something like <laughs> I can't but, but either one of those two lines like you could use those for life related you know ambition and execution and intellect and emotion understanding the two of them got Ryan, we might go off into some other bullshit here in a minute, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like those are two. So now, you, I I think I already know the answer to this. So one catalog you're bringing home with you. Mm-hmm. This is the cat, you know, desert the 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 proverbial that we all get the uh, desert island where we get to bring so many one so many singular things. I gotta love my wife. I just said I, I wish I had a pen and a piece of paper, and here mm-hmm. comes my wife with a pad of paper here. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and, but uh, look, and then she's got a mask, on. Yeah. I don't understand. I have a beautiful wife that for some Ooh. godforsaken reason has a black Panther mask on. <laughs> um, I am. I'm writing this down. Emotion. Oh, I, we lost Ryan. I don't know what happened there. Emotion and execution. He'll be back here in a second. I know everybody always comes back to the bar. I think maybe he had to go do, do a pee break or something like that. For those of you that are, that are listening right now, my, my, or listening to us live on youtube and twitch make sure you're checking out uh make sure you take a moment and you check out at sound and shape on and it's the word and on all the different social media that's out there whether it be youtube whether it be facebook with whatever that that is make sure you take the time go follow them go look them up uh we don't know the date of the new album but we dropped it here first that <laughs> the name of the album is disaster medicine and yeah. obviously and we do know the date of the single <laughs> but we do know the date of the single which is november, november 15th 5th. 5th i'm sorry 5th november see i almost fucked that up too november 5th <laughs> mm-hmm. and um that's going to be when sugar the pill drops yep which hope you know you'll have to re- remind us we'll we'll put that on all of our stuff too when we're allowed to because i kind of got access to it folks you know a <laughs> You know, we'll go ahead and uh make that happen. But uh we had emotion and execution and intelligence. See my wife is so great. Intelligence. This is when Perfect. uh amb- ambition you know. meets
1: execution.
0: That's it. See, I had them <laughs> ambition meets execution. See, that's such a great see I love I, I love things like that because it really you know that's what when you hit that perfect point and we've all heard it with different artists whether whether you're an athlete and you see them on the field doing their craft whether it be uh you as a musician and you play the the song that that changes you know everything for you your wild stallions moment uh bill and ted Mm reference you have your wild stallions moment or anybody in any profession when they hit that ambition meets execution moment um, mm-hmm. it really is an unstoppable, unstoppable force. Right. I love that. So now I got to ask though. And I, like I said, I think I know your, your desert Island, uh, catalog of music that like, Hey, you, you, you got the, uh, and it's always so great. You're on a desert Island. You only get to have one food. What the fuck. I'm just going to eat. I get, can't do anything else. But but who's your, yeah. I think I know who your, your artist is. Who's your artist that you're listening to? Hey, look, there's enough of a music catalog here. This is what I'm doing.
1: Hmm. That, that's a toughie. Um, I mean, my first instinct, of course, is to say the Beatles. Right, that, um, I, I thought like, that's what you were going to say. But, you know, that catalog is so in my DNA. Like, I could probably just close my eyes and listen to the records in my head. Um, I mean, I've been listening to him. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be 40, and since I was in first grade, so that's long 30, enough. 30, yeah, that's long time. <laughs> I don't want to do the math; that's too long. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's probably yeah, I'd probably still have to say the Beatles, because that's you know that's kind of one of the great things about music is like yeah, I've listened to those records a billion times, but like there's always some nuance I'm gonna notice. There's always some new thing I'm going to hear. Um, and especially like, you know, George Martin's son, Giles, has been remixing all the later period Beatles stuff and they sound so good. George insane. Martin. Like a, Hold on. Uh, I know
0: George Martin. Who's George Martin?
1: He was uh, the Beatles producer.
0: See, I'm learning. See, for <laughs> me, it's Bowie. It's Bowie. Oh,
1: I, yeah. yeah.
0: I could sit down with Bowie's library of music Mm-hmm. and never get bored and a lot yeah. of it has to do with and it's sort of like you said you know early 2000s when you started you're you were in that like everybody was adding weird sounds to their music and say you know it was post post grunge you know how can we be odd but people will listen to us you know mm-hmm. we're expressing ourselves because i still stand by that Late sixties, early seventies, and then skip forward to early nineties, mid nineties. Music Mm -hmm. or in the last, you know, hundred years, that's two of the greatest decades of music. Oh yeah, you know, obviously the fifties are going to be there because it creates rock and roll, but Mm -hmm. those two decades in in particular have changed. Like I was listening to Violent Femmes and um, God. God, I can't even think of half the shit that we were listening to. Peter Murphy and mm-hmm. who's the other one? Um, Elvis Costello. And you were like, "Who? The f- who now? Are, you- are you listening to?" You know. And then <laughs> all know, of a of sudden, huge he Elvis to- Costello fan. Only guy, it's not allowed back. Well, I shouldn't say only, but one only played uh, Saturday Night Live once and is never allowed back on Saturday Night Live again. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah.
1: No, he's yeah, 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 because he stopped uh, that show. Um and broke into radio radio, yep. But uh, yeah, no, he's a huge, huge influence of mine. A lot of people say my voice sounds a lot like him. I'm gonna um, have to
0: go back and, and listen again because that's that's a pretty big compliment in my book. Like that's a oh yeah that that's a huge one. Uh, yeah, but I'm yeah. a, like I said uh because you know what, so, so I'm horrible at remembering anything music related. Mm-hmm. I love music. I, I promise you, I will sit at my desk and I go. Okay, okay, Google. Let's see if this fucks up anybody's Google. Okay, Google, play Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs>
0: if you're listening to this and your Google just went off, I'm gonna do this now. Okay, Siri, subscribe me to the Above the Bar podcast. <laughs> Let's see if that shit works too. But um, I I I'm trying to remember the name of the band. Um, God, uh, and here's why. So I love Anthony Bourdain. Are you a cooking um, yeah. fan? Yeah, um, yeah. He's my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Um, got it because when i was first listening to your stuff the first thing that came to mind to me was he because he did an entire episode with the lead singer who's actually a scientist like legit like doctorate in like uh, hey hey do that funky thing uh Mighty fly for a white guy um Hello,
1: the offspring?
0: It. yes thank you mm-hmm. that i got an offspring vibe from your guys music
1: oh interesting i've never heard that before
0: i it was it was the way the guitar was being is it well you're you play the lead guitar right Mm -hmm. it was something about the guitar gave me this very desert offspring kind of vibe where i was like i'm i'm digging this like this is i could sit down next to a campfire and and chill and and listen to this no problem very uh that kind of a vibe Mm
1: -hmm.
0: never heard that before no, no, Fuck it, then. it's
1: bullshit. I'm lying. <laughs> I don't know. What no, it's saying. it always it always cracks me up that the bands people compare us to because, like, oh, who was it? Um, I think our, it was our last EP or something. I sent a friend of mine and he was like, Yeah, the first song sounds like Iron Maiden, and I was like, no, it Really? <laughs> yeah, like it certainly does not. And
0: I'm gonna say, has it? Has- like there's nothing in any of your music because I listened to a few different songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually sitting down with my my son who's 25, and we were listening to some music, and he was like, "I'm digging that. I can get down mm-hmm. with this." Nice. And uh, iron, I never heard an Iron Maiden vibe. Can you get your voice that la-
1: that that high? No, 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 no. I think it was the guitars because there was a there was a like a guitar, a uh, twin guitar lead kind of thing.
0: Okay. Okay, I'll yeah. give you that. I mean, maybe something like that. But I, like, again, Iron Maiden. It's it's the the lead singer's voice. Yeah, exactly. That that's one of those things. Like, is there anything in your sound that like, like, hey, I'm listening to Sound of Shape. It's, I mean, because obviously, Ryan, you've been there. You're the one that that's, you know, that we were talking about that that you know you were been there since the inception. Is there anything about it? other than that piece, and now with, with Pat and uh, Ben, that that have changed that sound to say, this is more of the signature sound?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, to me, like, as a songwriter, and to totally rip off a Noel Gallagher quote, um, <laughs> your music... He's, he's one of my favorites, too. Like, your music is a product of your record collection. So... You know, there's a lot of bands out there, and a lot of bands will probably get very angry at me for saying this, but like they take very obvious pieces of the bands that they like to the point where it's very obvious who they like, who they're listening to, the world they want to be in. Um, Whereas for me, I've never been interested in, you know, at the risk of sounding pretentious, I've never been interested in. Fitting into anybody's sort of category musically, um, which has both hurt and helped us at certain times. You know, like for a long time, we heard from labels like, "Yeah, this is great, but we don't know how to market this. Like, what kind of rock band are you?" It's like, We're just a rock band. Like, no, 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 no. But what kind? What kind of rock band? Right. We're a rock band. You know, we play rock and roll music with guitars, and that's what it is. And you know, so for me, like. I think there it's my goal. Every record is to expand in all directions. So the heavier stuff to be heavier the prettier stuff to be prettier, the melodic stuff to be more melodic. Um, So I take all the stuff that I like about my favorite bands and artists and writers and stuff and sort of funnel it through my filter and it comes out into whatever this is now. And I think I've, what I've gotten better at is refining that and adding, adding more and more of like my own sense to it, you know? Hmm. Um, And, and having played with these two guys for a few years now, also like I can kind of hear where they're going to go with something. Um, So sometimes that will dictate like what I'm doing. It's like, Oh, you know, Oh, I know Ben's just going to rip this you know, rip this part of the song. So like you know, gotta give gotta give him a spot right there, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a, the, probably the biggest change is like the you know refining the way I do it, but always sort of widening the scope. I,
0: just hearing the way the process works for you mm-hmm. is pretty impressive to me because you can. It's almost like hearing. An artist like a, a painter with his brush strokes, like how how he's gonna plan his brush strokes. It's very interesting to me because like I said, I to me this has always been impressive. Anyone who could play music, anyone who had that talent to play music, nothing against anyone who's a painter or anything like that, but that type of art can be very subjective. You know, we have you know, you have so many it's similar to music, so many genres of artists. Indeed. You know, you have the Hudson Valley stuff, you have the modernist you have the victorian you have all these different eras but music seems like we're always pulling back from other eras mm-hmm. to, to, to add to, oh look you know that oh yeah i know that's classical but let me use that again because now we're right. gonna sample a piece of that that music and we're gonna use it again into something else and we'll create a new piece of music off of that or you know uh, worse one of my favorite bands, worst concert I've ever been to is Metallica. I say it all the time. <laughs> Lo- horrible concert. The Saint Whatever album. It was horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. And then as soon as they played classic Metallica, everybody loved it. But at the same time, I love the Metallica SM album which, mm-hmm. with the F- San Francisco Philharmonic and playing that music. And that's that same let me grab from instruments that should not be involved traditionally in in heavy metal music but when you realize how heavy those instruments can be a- and how much power behind them you can have a power car- chord all you want when you hear somebody banging through you know we joked about a bass player you know your your bass can be as strong as it wants to but when you hear a cello really get that
1: oh, yeah.
0: you know and you start thinking about pork soda from you know <laughs> you're like that's that sound i know that sound this is, yeah this is this is primus pork soda whoop, 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 whoop. you know it's that same kind of a sound um folks sound and shape every social media that you could think of take a moment go follow them on social media go look them up start anticipating and now the the, the song um uh, sugar the pill mm-hmm. that's going to drop on now if somebody wanted to find it, they're going to find that where on November,
1: Uh, on November. Yeah. You can pre-save now. Like if you go to our Instagram, there's a link where you can, or at our Facebook, um, you can pre-save on Spotify, Apple music, Amazon title, all those places. So
0: Amazon, Facebook, Spotify, um, Apple music, Apple music, local Mm -hmm. YMCA boys and girls (laughs) club, yeah. Um, <laughs> anywhere you anywhere you think of GameStop. If you ask the kid behind the counter that's been there for the last 17 years uh <laughs> at the GameStop. No, I'm kidding. But but it's phenomenal, folks. If you haven't heard this music yet, you have to go listen to it. It really is that good strong guitar. It, and it's just the three of them. You know, mm-hmm. we all grew up with three P, you know, three piece bands, lead guitar bass player and drummer that's what we we all grew up in if you are of my age group uh in your early 20s 22 <laughs> 23 mm-hmm. plus some you know we all grew up with that and that's that's what we enjoyed that was the type of music we enjoyed so make sure you're, you're going and, and you're checking that out uh sound and shape every bit of social media brother i i really enjoyed it like i said i Same. i listened to all of it i had I had a great time. Like I said, I sat down with my 25 year old because that was kind of that was my litmus test was. Mm -hmm. Let me sit down with this kid who um, has definitely different tastes than I do. Like, like I said, I say to my my Google, I'm like, okay, Google, play Rolling Stones. And I'm listening to Rolling Stones and the band and, you know, that type of music. And then a moment later, I'll turn around and go. Uh, okay Google play gangster rap and you know, I'm listening to too short and (laughs) uh, some NWA and you know, my my musical taste and my sons are, are not that way. I think that's part of who we were in the Mm -hmm. nineties. We, we were kind of like handed everything you could think of from Biggie to Tupac to NWA and then turn around. and, And like you said, smashing pumpkins screaming trees uh actually we had we had neon trees back then too um mm-hmm. that, was, that was another band from back then and we were handed totally different music you know and at no point did anyone ever tell us well you must be into this music because right. the, because the goth kids were next to the you know grunge kids and we all listened to everything because mm-hmm. you know, it was just good music back then So much better than today. This mumble (laughs) rap shit drives me nuts. I don't even understand what these guys are saying. So, any upcoming tour dates anywhere where anybody can see you
1: live? Uh, not anything to announce at the moment. But other than the local restaurant in Nashville,
0: what's up? If they come into the restaurant, if they can figure out what restaurant you're in in Nashville, (laughs) Ryan, I actually don't work there anymore.
1: Huh? I actually don't work there anymore. Oh, God, where are you at now? Uh, actually, I'm an account manager for a wholesale bakery.
0: Damn it. If they can figure out what wholesale bakery that you work <laughs> in, and they walk in and they go, belly up to the bar, will you sing them a song?
1: I'll give them a bagel.
0: You will Look at that. If you can figure out where in Nashville Ryan works at, and you can find Ryan, and you say, belly up to the bar, he will give you a bagel. Yeah. I have no idea if that's really going to happen.
1: Right, Listen, can do it. Don't
0: harass that man at work. <laughs> <All> <laughs> don't mess with that man at work. He got an eight-year-old, he's trying to pay bills. Don't mess with that man. An expensive eight-year-old. <laughs> look, every one of them is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we've said it many times on the show. Between my wife and I, we have eight children that range from yeah, look at his, how big his eyes got. <laughs> they range from age four to age twenty-seven or twenty-eight, I think is the oldest. I can't remember how old he is anymore. So we we cover all bases there, so yeah, they they never get any cheaper. Trust yep. me. Yep. So, uh, I will tell you this, Ryan, do not log off after we get done closing this. Cause I got to talk to you about something here in a moment, Okay. as always, uh, here, one more time. I want to play this one more time for those of you that are still listening. Here we go. One more time. So one more time, it's a little bit of, of a taste. I know you want to hear the rest of it. So make sure on November 5th, you're you you're out there. You check out all of uh, Sugar the Pills' social media, all, all those kind of things. Uh, and you go and look at Ryan. You're muted, just so you know. Uh, and you go and you check these guys out, and you make sure you pre-download. I like that. You can pre-download um, all their different stuff. But as always, Ryan, one of the biggest things we always do here at the bar is the guest who bellies up to the bar gets the final word. So what is your final word for tonight?
1: Hmm. Just, uh, be kind to one another and take care of everybody. You can.
0: Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in.
1: This has been an earplug podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.